Steve Brooks here. Welcome to Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. I'm joined by uh, Beach Brooks III, who is my co-host. And today we're talking about the dangers of trucks and work zones. And, um, you know, I think during COVID, a lot of cities, counties, and states were smart uh, when traffic slowed down, when everybody was kind of uh, at home. They accelerated construction projects, road construction projects, um, which make made sense. But now that the economy is booming again and, and the roads are filled with traffic, um, we're starting to experience uh, more construction zone accidents. Have you seen that too, uh, Beach? I have. I mean, I read an article, I think, you know, a week or two ago that Lakeland Winter Haven I think the second fastest growing place in the country right now, which leads to quite a few um, construction sites, which leads to construction accidents. Uh, I think, you know, it's just one of those things where people get used to driving the same route day after day, whether it be to work or home, and they're not anticipating, you know, construction, and they may be looking at their phone or somehow being distracted. And we see, you know, quite a few of these accidents um, in construction sites, and and they can be pretty severe um, accidents. I know um, quite a few of them that involve commercial vehicles you know, can be quite severe. Yeah, and you know, the Tampa to Orlando area, which is where our law firm is based, um, is quite a touristy area. And so we have people that aren't familiar with our roads coming down, and so they're already unfamiliar. But then you add on top of that construction zones, and it, it's a real recipe for disaster. You know, one of the things I didn't realize was that large trucks make up just 5% of traffic, but they account for 33% of fatal accidents, um, which that is just, that's startling, but also when you think about it, they're big trucks. They're gonna probably be involved in more fatalities. And I think, like you said, one third of all, fatal work zone crashes or construction site crashes involve those commercial vehicles with semi-trucks. And I know you and I discussed a couple of times the last month and a half about how those accidents and crashes tend to be so much more severe or even deadly um, just because of the size of the vehicles involved. Any any thoughts or tips on, um, you know, navigating construction zones? You know, I think obviously just make sure you're obeying uh, the traffic signals. I know that some construction sites, they have, you know, the person that is, you know, holding the stop or slow signs. So just make sure that you're obeying, obeying those. Um, I know a lot of times with the ways and certain, you know, navigation apps that are now out there, they'll tell you um, if there's a construction zone um, coming up. And then it's obviously just pay attention, make sure you're putting the phone down, um, make sure that you're aware of your surroundings um, because, you know, the defense always uses the term accident, but they're really crashes because there's nothing accidental about these. These crashes could be occurred. People were paying attention to the surroundings, put the phone down. Um, so just make sure that you are, you know, contributing to society and being a safe driver while on the road. So yeah, 842 people died in work zone crashes in 2019. Um, 
and that was 11% higher than the year before. So I can only imagine it's going to go up this year with the, the amount of traffic that's back on the road and the number of projects that were accelerated. Well, not only that, I mean, a lot of times around these construction zones, you have construction equipment. You may have bulldozers. You may have, you know, other large vehicles um, that, you know, could be hazards on the roadway or may not be looking out for you. Um, so um, just be aware of what's going on out there because these, these accidents and these crashes do tend to be more severe than the standard rear end collision. Yeah, absolutely. So as always, you know, we're, Beach and I are um, more than happy to dialogue or talk with you if you have questions. We actually do have a question from an audience member. Uh, Dave would like to know, my car didn't make physical contact with another, but they still blame me for an accident that occurred. Can I be responsible or at fault for this? So, yeah, yes, you can, because, um, you know, if, if I cause an accident because I run a red light, just because you don't hit me, if you swerve to and hit another car, um, it was my negligence in running the red light that had actually caused you to swerve and hit another car. So there does not have to be physical contact. Yeah, and, and I guess my legal answer would be it depends. Um, with every fact pattern, it depends. But yes, you could be liable. Um, and if you, if any. Like Steve was getting ready to say, if any of y'all do have questions like this, don't hesitate to reach out to either Steve or myself or visit our website. Um, we're always available to answer your questions, um, whether they're car crash related, slip and fall related, or just any injury case or, or legal question in general. We're here for you guys. And you can reach out to Beach at beachiii at brookslawgroup.com or Steve at brookslawgroup.com. And we'll be glad to, um, if you don't want to talk to us after the show. Feel free to, and thanks for joining me, Beach. And um, I, I hear your new nickname is No Tarpon Beach. We uh, go fishing every single year down in Boca Grande, which tends to be the uh, tarpon capital of the world. And, um, I'm on about a 10-year, 15-year streak of not getting one of the boats. So um, my 18-month-old son will probably catch one before me at this rate. Okay, well, thanks for being... Um, being and joining me today and uh, thank you guys for listening in and we'll see you next Wednesday for Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Thanks. Thanks, Beach.